The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hi, this is James Mercer from The Shins. This is Shirley Manson. This is Low Tolst, co-founder of The Cure. This is Huey Lewis giving you the story behind the song. The story behind the song is back with an exciting second season. We peel back the layers on music's most iconic hits with legendary artists like The Killers, Heart, The B-52s, Violent Femmes, Jewel, Huey Lewis, Modern English, and more. Keep the music flowing. We'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one. So check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast. The music world moves fast. Want to stay up to date on the latest albums and get in-depth examinations with the artists? Check out Consequence of Sound, the podcast. Bite-sized album reviews for the music fan on the go who wants to stay in the know and much more. Subscribe to the series on iTunes or your favorite podcast provider and let the writers of Consequence of Sound steer you right. Check it out at consequenceofsound.net slash podcast. Consequence Podcast Network. Hey, welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with... It's an interview series presented by WFPK Independent Louisville at WFPK.org, Consequence of Sound, and the Consequence Podcast Network. We put out interviews uh, three times a week in this series, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays at Consequence of Sound. So if you're not already a subscriber, please take this moment to, uh, to hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening from right now. That might be out in podcast world, wherever you get your favorite podcast from. It might also be at uh, Spotify or YouTube. You can follow along there as well. Kyle Meredith. It's a special episode today. I'm going to be talking with two different artists. Uh, first, Brian Wheat, bassist and founding member of the band Tesla, who have just returned with a brand new record called Shock. After that, we'll turn our attention to one of the most legendary drummers of all time, Carl Palmer. You know him as the Palmer in Emerson, Lake and Palmer, as well as from the band Asia. Carl's about to put on a, a prog rock camp that we're going to be talking about. Also get some updates on the uh, Emerson, Lake and Palmer legacy band that he does, as well as Asia's future plans. But first, let's start with Tesla. Brian Wheats. Again, Tesla just released their new record called Shock. We're going to get into the classic sounds on it, as well as the brand new sounds. Sounds they have never tried before. Some of these songs were co-written and produced by Phil Cullen of Def Leppard, who they have a long history with. And we'll get into the stories there, as well as some discussion about Def Leppard just being inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and what that's meant for their whole class and era of bands. There's some anniversary talk for one of their most well-known records, The Great Radio Controversy, and plenty more. Getting us started here on part one of this episode, it's Kyle Meredith with Tesla. Hey, how you doing, man? I'm all right. It's a pleasure to talk to you. Congratulations on the uh, the new Tesla record, man. Oh, thank you very much. I uh, enjoyed the, the, the songs we've heard, uh, you know, especially those first three teaser tracks that came out. I kind of want to dig into this, too, because, uh, you know, I was searching through the Facebook and all that, and, and I noticed one quote that really stood out because, you know, Phil, Colin, who is a part of this with you, all, call, are calling this record a modern-day Sgt. Pepper. Is that is that far off? Well, that's Phil. 
That's Phil's comment. Don't hold me to that. You know, that's a pretty bold statement. I I I, I wouldn't say that. That that you know, that's that's Phil Collins' statement and, and I can't be held accountable <laughs> for calling it a, the modern day Sergeant Pepper. I'll say it's Tesla in two thousand nineteen, but um, you know, no, I'm not gonna say it's Sergeant Pepper. Someone might take that the wrong way and think I'm a really arrogant prick. <laughs> No, I got you. But but I do see where he's coming from in a way because, you know, there is a lot of different sounds on this record. I mean, like I said, even from those first three, the, the differences between Shock and Taste Like and, and California Summer Song, which, you know, California Summer Song, that, that really kind of showcases, you know, um, I, I don't know, it, it feels even different than anything you all have done before. Where did that one come from? It is. It is. It is different than anything we've done before. And you know, that was the thing, you know, with this album is like, let's, Let's try and do some new things that we haven't done before, you know, and that that probably being the highlight of a new road that we haven't been down. You know, I mean, it started out with Frank and then, you know, with with any of these um, songs on this album, if it was Frank's idea or it was my idea or Dave Rude's idea, basically, we would go to Phil and then finish the song with Phil. So in the past where we may have gotten in a room and just hashed it out for a couple of weeks, these songs were way more crafted in the sense of, you know, sitting in, in a dressing room while we're on tour because we've been on tour with Def Leppard for three consecutive summers. And, you know, the last summer and a half is when we made this record and, you know, putting together the song and then, you know, going to California on the breaks and going into my studio and, and actually recording it and stuff. So the process was over a year and a half it took to make and then actually you know sat for a while while we got the record company stuff together and you know did another deal with universal and then having to get you know the release schedule and all this that and the other but that's how that song came together yeah. you know it was, it was it was frank's you know idea and then him and phil worked on it from there would i be far off then uh the other side of the spectrum was something like taste like i mean this actually feels like a bit more of that classic sound you know that maybe we've known in the past yeah, that that that's true. That one came from Phil, and then I worked on the bridge, and you know we put that one together. You know, so it was wherever the idea came from didn't matter. We just you know made it the best it could be, whoever's idea it was. But yeah, that that definitely has a, a, a you know maybe an earlier uh, Tesla vibe to it. You know, ACDC, Def Leppard, whatever. I mean, some people say, oh, you know, Phil's turned them into sounding like Def Leppard. Well, we've sounded like Def Leppard for many years. I mean, if you go back to our first album, Easy Come, Easy Go, sounds like Def Leppard. Something like Song and Emotion sounds a whole lot like Def Leppard. Def Leppard have always been a big influence on us. We used to cover their songs when we were City Kid. I mean, they, they're, they're being inducted into the Hall of Fame this year. That's got to say something about your class and era of bands. I, I, don't, I don't know. Do you feel like the, like the... I mean, a lot of people say that, you know... This era getting its due is well overdue. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you got Bon Jovi in there. You got, you know, Def Leppard. You got Metallica. You got Guns N' Roses. You know, so, so yeah. The you know premier bands of that time are are getting into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So I think it's great. You know, I was, I was happy to see Cheap Trick get in there. Oh, absolutely. That was way over, way overdue. I know we romanticize that time in rock a lot. Is it as different as it seems these days versus, you know, <laughs> through the vision of music videos of, of, of 80s past? Well, it, it has changed. It's, uh, you know, look, we first came out, MT was everywhere, and, and rock was all over the place, and now it's, it's 
you know, a bit harder to find, but it's all cyclical. And it was like that in, in the late 70s, you know, or think about when disco was at the forefront rock. You know, people were saying rock was dead. But, you know, it, it keeps coming back around. And, you know, rock music has been there since rock music has been there. And I think it's always going to be a form of music that's going to, you know, appeal to a certain amount of people. Well, you guys put out some uh, some great records all through the years. I mean, and, and, and shock included in that, but noticing the, the big anniversaries rolling around as usual. I mean, the great radio controversy hits 30 this year and Bust a Nut 25th. I, I know, you know, the focus is probably on the new record, but do you take also some time to, to celebrate the big moments? Yeah, of course we do. You know, I mean, you know, and the Five Man Acoustic Jam will be 30 next year. So, yeah, I mean, you know, you start realizing you're getting old. <laughs> when you start looking at those things, you know, you go, wow, that was 30 years ago. Holy shit. Yeah, I mean, we do. We do. But I mean, you know, right now the focus is the new album, you know. Uh, well, I guess it's the 14th or 15th. I, I love count, but I think it's one of the two. Yeah. It's either 14 or 15, you know, 35 years down the road or 34 years. Who'd have thought? Oh, it's impressive for any band to make it that long. So, you know, complete congratulations on that. But but seriously, you know, to, to still be riding at this caliber, it, it is impressive. And, and, and hearing what you all are doing, you know, I, I really, really enjoy it. And, you know, and uh, kind of tying it all together. So so congratulations on this one. And, and you know, thank you. No, thank you. Thank you very much. I mean, you know, it's what we do. So we don't really know how to do anything else. We, we're not airplane pilots. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we do you know we do we do what we do we go in there and we we try to come up with the best possible stuff we can and hopefully people will enjoy it so hopefully they'll enjoy this album all right man brian it was a pleasure talking to you thanks so much again and uh and congratulations thank you take care my thanks to brian wheats of the band tesla again the new record is called shock now turning to part two as i mentioned carl palmer legendary drummer of Emerson, Lake, and Palmer, and Asia, is starting a prog rock camp. He's teaming up with a lot of legendary artists to help teach with the camp, putting on a big old concert at the end, and even screening a never-before-seen Emerson, Lake, and Palmer live documentary. Speaking of ELP, they're going to be putting out a 1972 concert for Record Store Day the, uh, from the uh, Pocono International Speedway. This is a legendary concert. At the time, it was the biggest crowd since Woodstock. So we'll hear a little bit about that as well and what Mr. Palmer has in uh, store for us for the rest of this year, which does involve touring the the, uh, legacy bands and Asia, maybe even together. It's Kyle Meredith with Carl Palmer. Hey, good morning to you. So you've started a, uh, we'll, we'll talk about the prog rock camp first. You've started a prog rock camp. Uh, tell me about this and, and why you wanted to do this. Well, um, I don't know if you know, but many years ago, I was one of the very first drummers to um, involve a uh, master class for a select amount of drummers playing snare drum. Um, before I played the drum clinic in the evening, I would do a master class in the afternoon, and it would usually be weekends, so you know the best could attend if they wanted to, because everybody was doing drum clinics, and I realized that that wasn't something I wanted to be part of anymore because I'd started doing them in the early 70s. So, um, sort of at the end of the 80s, beginning of the 90s, I added in master classes, which made the drum clinic a little more interesting because you could come to both. Obviously, as time has gone by, these things have advanced. And, you know, there's been quite a few sort of uh, fantasy rock camps or whatever you call them, things going in the past over the last sort of five years. So I thought, well, you know, I have been out of education for a little while. I've only been teaching the special needs children here in England um, who are deaf 
or blind or whatever. Uh, and I've had a lot of fun doing that. But I thought, no, I should take the musical art form, prog rock, back to uh, back to its grassroots and let people have a chance to come along and experience it over a three-day period. And that basically was the, the, the sense behind it all. And you come at it from a really interesting point, too, because... You know, having been in 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 two sides of of rock and roll with uh, with Emerson, Lake and Palmer, and Asia. I mean, with with your attendees, are, do you sort of draw the line from what they can do, all of the all of the avenues you can take with prog rock versus you know how to make it concise with a pop song like you all did in Asia? Well, I mean, to tell you the truth, it's actually called Carl Palmer's Prog Rock Camp. So basically, uh, we've got things like showing a, an ELP film that's never been seen before from South America. I think it's Chile, somewhere in Chile. We've got people appearing with us like Derek Sharonian, who is a, a classics of prog rock keyboard player. He was with uh, Dream Theater for many, many, many years. Um, I actually toured with Dream Theater and, uh, and Emerson Lake and Palmer. So I've just tried to, to bring in what I think is the best of what we've got, plus the two musicians that I have been working with in Carl Palmer's ELP legacy for all these years, which is Paul Bielitovich on the guitar and Simon Fitzpatrick on six-string bass and the Chapman stick. Now, to put keyboard parts onto a guitar was almost impossible when Emerson Lake and Palmer began. If it was possible and there were players around that could deal with the workload, we probably would have done it, but there wasn't. But now, um, guitar has advanced so much that these keyboard parts can be played on guitar, not all of the parts, all of the time, but enough to make the music sound convincing. And that's what I've been doing. So I thought we would share all of this, and uh, apart from the private workshops, individual workshops for individual instruments that will go on, we try and share just how all of this has come together and this art form, which will always be with us. It might not be as popular as what it was in the 70s, but it's really, prog rock is um, equivalent to having jazz being sort of founded and born in America. Prog rock was born in Europe, you know. I mean, it, it, I always sort of looked at prog rock as, you know, where jazz meets classical uh, in, in, a, in a sort of way. I don't, I don't know. Am I far off with, with how you look at it? Well, I mean, when you say jazz meets classical, I mean, prog rock, there are not many bands that have taken classical adaptations and, uh, and turned them into epic pieces of music, like Mazorsky's Pictures at an Exhibition that ELP did. So that was the connection we had. We had that connection with the classical music, which we used in a prog environment using the latest instruments of the day. So the whole thing is really uh, it's quite evolving, and it's still there, you know. So the prog rock camp, which is going to be in Philadelphia, it's at the arena, which is t- the 2300 arena. It's on the uh, 8th, 9th, 8th, 9th, and 10th. Um, it's going to be quite an exciting sort of uh, period. Um, as we have a guy called uh, Bumblefoot, guitar player. Uh-huh. Uh, Ron Fowl used to be with uh, Guns N' Roses, and um, he'll be there as well. And all my guys, and there'll be some musical lectures, there'll be some career sort of um, lecturing. And, of course, I, I will do a master class. There will be a uh, drum clinic. There will be an actual concert uh, on the Saturday night, I believe, we're going to place it, with, uh, with my band, Carl Palmer's ELP Legacy. And there will be competitions and there will be people learning music. And overall, it will be a, be a, a real cool experience, you know. Yeah, and people can find out about this on your, uh, on your website and, web and Facebook page, right? Yes, it's all there, yes. But it's actually in Philadelphia on the 10th, 9th, uh, 8th, 9th and 10th of November at 2300 Arena. And that's in Philly. Uh, and everything's been set up. We're, we're all ready to go with this one. And we're going to stop at 100 people. 
Um, but just like under that now, I don't really want more than that. And, you know, if this goes well, then we'll repeat it. But we're trying to make this an intimate sort of situation where I will be there every day and get this connection happening with people who are interested and young prog bands which have signed up, and there's been, there's been a few of them, uh, you know, are going to be there. And then we can advise and talk and play together and learn pieces of music together. So all in all, I'm very excited about it because it's an area of the educational side of music that I haven't dived into this deeply before. So it's a very exciting time for me. And real quick, I do want to ask about uh, uh, ELP's putting out a record store day release, the, uh, the Live at the Pocono International Raceway from 72, which is sort of a mythical show, right? I mean, this is coming out, I believe, on vinyl. Uh, have you been a big part of the release of this? Have you, have you had any uh, hand in on this? Well, you have to understand that we own those uh, pieces of music. We own, we own our catalogue. Um, this uh, catalogue was sold to BMG uh, under the conditions that we will be consulted about everything, and that's how it works. ELP is one of the few bands that actually owns everything. There isn't a, a middleman, as it were. So, yes, obviously, I've been consulted on everything that has gone down, and so would have Greg and Keith have been consulted if they'd been alive. Um, the, the box set, which we had out had it over a year ago, had vinyl, CD, and unreleased CDs in it. And uh, we decided we'd only make 3,000 of those. It had some pictures in there. It had like a coffee book type of history of ELP. It was a great item. It was something I wish Greg and Keith had seen. And that sold out within about two or three months. The 3,000 copies were gone, you know. So we thought this vinyl approach would be something which would be worthwhile as vinyl has got very strong. And that particular concert, as you um, well remarked on, is historical. So... There you go. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. I mean, 200,000 people there, the biggest since Woodstock. Uh, I, I can't wait to get my hands on that one. What comes next for you after this? Is there going to be more touring with uh, with Legacy? Yes. A bit. Well, I'll be touring this summer with the Legacy, and I'll be touring even uh, with Asia this year. And, you know, we're about to make announcements in about two weeks' time. Uh, but you'll see it. You'll be quite surprised. It's an interesting show. And those announcements will be made uh, very soon. We've just finished a 24-day, actually 28 days, because I have to count UK, a tour of Europe, and that was uh, exciting. That was with uh, my legacy, and um, we had some guest singers. We had a guest keyboard player come along, and um, it, it, you know, it's been it's been fantastic, really. I'm really enjoying life at the moment. Well, I can't wait to hear that announcement, uh, Carl. It's such a pleasure to talk to you. Really, an honor, and uh, and uh, and good luck on the uh, on the camp. Thanks so much indeed. All right. Thank you, sir. Thank you. And thanks to Carl Palmer once again, the Prog Rock Camp and the uh, Emerson, Lake and Palmer Record Store Day releases. And thanks again to Brian Wheat as well from the band Tesla. And again, their new record is called Shock. Hey, before you get out of here, if you haven't already, please do hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening from right now. And again, whether that means that uh, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts from, uh, on YouTube or Spotify, you can hit subscribe any of those places. And while you're there, uh, maybe give the series a review and a rating. After that, you can head to WFPK.org, where I do a show every Monday through Thursday from noon to 3 Eastern, where you can also find some bonus episodes of this series. For all your music and film news, that's consequenceofsound.net. You can find me at Twitter at Kyle Meredith and Facebook slash Kyle Meredith. Does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.